Hello and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our July 4th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Uh, we always start off our show with a prayer. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for letting us have this show. We pray that we'll be able to have a lot of clarity uh, as the result of this show. And, and we can really give everybody a united voice as to what's going on and how we should uh, be working together to promote soccer in our wonderful state. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Okay, for those of you who haven't listened before, I'm Coach Alan DeRitter. I'm the head soccer coach at Tulsa High School for the boys. Finally got another coach for the girls. Uh, you guys who coach boys and girls, you're amazing people. Uh, it's very hard to do, and and uh, I did not do it well. Okay, and um, I'm also the director of coaching of Soccer Innovations of America. And I welcome you to this week's show. This week we're going to be looking at how all of our clubs did in the regional championships. That's for the President Cup and also go to the what I call the Premier Cup or, or the real national championships, okay? And uh, the results are quite telling, okay? Um, but before we go there, I want to address our last show. Uh, our last show was very well listened to, and, and I got a chance to see a lot of the banter on LA Prep Soccer about it. And I want to clear some things up. I recalled Coach, uh, recontacted Coach Smotherman uh, after listening or reading all of those comments on LA Prep Soccer. And uh, and one thing it seems to be obvious is that y'all are reading the MLS Next information from other states. And our state is entering with the attitude that they're going to bend over backwards in order to... Um, uh, allow our players to be able to play high school ball. Y'all, throughout the country, high school ball, a lot of it is is horrible, okay? Uh, in Louisiana, though, it's memorable. It really, really is. Uh, I'm very proud of that. I'm proud of the fact that, uh, that, that there's a lot of kickback uh, from the Louisiana high school community as to these kids playing MLS next, which is obviously a, a great opportunity for them. Uh, but it, will it water down high school soccer or will it water down LSA soccer? And uh, when it comes to LSA question, I'm not very, very sure. I'm getting mixed messages from U.S. soccer supporting both ODP and MLS next. And, uh, and I, I, it's kind of hard, especially financially, for a kid to do both, you know. But I'm sure we'll find a way. We've been through these phases before where we're trying to do things in the right way. When I give you the results of how Louisiana did, it's not very good, y'all. Um, but anyhow, when it comes to MLS Next, I've been assured by everybody who's doing it that they're going to bend over backwards to allow high school players to play high school ball. And uh, that's a relief to me. Of course, if you don't want to play high school ball, you don't have to do that. Okay, you don't. But uh, but I, I feel sorry for you because some of the best memories you're ever going to have is, is playing the high school game. I'm not saying the high school game is the highest quality of soccer, but it's definitely the most passionate. Okay, uh, um, 
I don't know about y'all, but I couldn't mention who won state last year in uh, in the 05 group and the 06 group and just maybe one or two. But most of us uh, who listen uh, to this show and go to L.A. Prep Soccer, we know who won state five years ago, all right, in our particular divisions, you know. So uh, it's it's a big deal, and it's good for soccer that, that we have non-soccer people paying attention. I think that's the ticket. Um, I've been really enjoying the Euro and Copa America tournaments. Actually, thoroughly enjoying them, and and uh, you know I'm a soccer guy, so there's nothing really big about that. But our, but um, ESPN and Fox has figured out that there's enough soccer people in America that they can make a profit broadcasting these games, and they'll have they have a good enough audience size to charge um, profitable wages for their uh, commercials. So. Uh, we've come a long way, and I think that's that's really where the, where the game's got to go. Where you have people who don't play soccer really, really paying attention. And right now, I'm I'm, I'm coming across a lot of people who would normally not be a soccer fan, uh, really enjoying the Euro tournament in, in particular. So, uh, when it comes to soccer in Louisiana right now, high school is part of the picture. Okay, we gave some of our recommendations. Uh, I, I heard one recommendation uh, kickback that uh, is the U.S. Soccer Foundation that really should fund all of this. And I've had some positive experience with U.S. Soccer Foundation giving me a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment, um, which wore out, you know. Uh, but the kind of kind of thing I was talking about on our last episode was, uh, you know, teams like well, most of the clubs that exist, like I brought a kid – I brought a team to England a few years back now, and Fulham uh, wanted to uh, sign one of my kids to play on their third division. And the kid would go and play play and get paid. He wasn't going to have to pay to play at the third division or play on the U19 team. Uh, he was going to be, you know, put up. He wasn't going to live a lavish lifestyle, that's for sure. But on the flip side of that coin, he wasn't going to have to pay a dime either. Okay? And uh, I'd like to see – us get to that point where our professional teams are are making enough money that they can start supporting player development. Right now, U.S. Soccer, I see, I see your point out there that, you know, it's the only thing that has money because all these fees we pay, man, the fees, y'all, it's so expensive. Uh, I run a club, and, and, and my major expense is either tournaments or registration fees. And those registration fees right now is around $33 a player. Uh, that's a lot of money, <laughs> okay? It's a lot of money if you add up all the players that we have in the United States playing, and that money goes to U.S. soccer. And so should we be doing something that develops our players really, really effectively? And you can argue some states are ahead of others, quite ahead of others, you know? So anyhow, um, I'd love to hear what you have to say at laprepsoccer.net. Okay, I'm A. DeRitter. And get in touch with us at MNFUTBOL on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, keep it clean. You know, I want to have a conversation, not a fight. Um, but I'm a, I am probably the biggest voice for high school soccer that's out there, one of them anyway. And and uh, as of right now, I think MLS Next is, is going to be po- as positive as o- we thought ODP was going to be 20 years ago. And when, and when the state actually started to cooperate with ODP and – I know the people who are on the executive board and um, are at least the powerful people. And uh, and 
they're going to do whatever's best for the kids. And who knows, we might be able to find a, 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 um, a good solution uh, to allowing kids to play high school and MLS next without missing a beat. Okay, so... Look, I'm going to keep my eye on this. Believe me, I'm going to keep my eye on this. And um, and we'll keep you posted on Monday Night Football. But we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to break down the results of, uh, of the President's Cup and the Regional Cup on, for Region 3 on Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. We'll see you after the break. At the Olive Branch Cafe, only the freshest ingredients go into everything we serve. Our dough is prepared daily, and now the West Bank's best-tasting pizza is delivered 10.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. seven days a week. The Olive Branch Cafe, Marrero and Algiers. All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday Night Football on a very stormy day as we were taping this episode. And, um... Now let's take a look and see how Louisiana teams did in our region championships, okay? First of all, for the President's Cup, that's our Division Two, okay? Uh, I like that. I love President's Cup uh, because some teams really can't go from coast to coast and play at the highest divisions, you know, in the National Premier League and that kind of business, but they're still good enough to play and they might have some future, you know, so they get a chance to play for the state championship and then the region and maybe for a national championship. But they don't have to have the commitment that a team that plays for uh, what we used to call the Snickers Cup. Um, and, and, and so they can afford it and they can play and get some good experience in. Well, anyway, in that division in the boys and in the girls, we had zero teams uh, even make it out of bracket. Okay. Wow. Now, when it comes to uh, the the Premier Cup, okay, the region she region three championships. All right, let's start with the U thirteen boys. Baton Rouge 08 Black uh, wound up winning second place in their group, okay, uh, and they advanced on, and they got a chance to be, play North Texas, and they lost to North Texas five to nothing. We have no U14. People make it out of bracket. And U15, Baton Rouge 06 block, won their division, which is pretty nice. Uh, but then they wind up losing to a Georgia team 2 to nothing in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. That was uh, – um, all right. U okay, so now U16, Louisiana Fire Navy wound up winning their 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 bracket, okay? And and then uh, when they got to the quarterfinals, they wound up losing to um, uh, Georgia also. Uh, so Georgia putting a little hurt on Louisiana at the U15 and U16 levels. At the U17 level, okay, uh, Louisiana Fire 04, um, red team wound up winning second in their group. And so they wound up advancing, but they wound up losing to a Florida team three to nothing. Okay. And the U18 age group, Louisiana Fire Red Boys um, wound up winning second place in their group, uh, but they wound up losing to a South Texas team one to nothing. Okay. So that's it for the boys. Now, for the girls, uh, we had nobody in U13 and 14. In U15, Baton Rouge 06 Black took second place in their um, group, all right? And uh, they 
their their run ended though in the quarterfinals. They wound up uh, having to play a North Texas team and lost to them five to one. At the U16 level, Slidell's team, the 05 girls, wound up winning first place. Okay, we have a lot of talent in, in, in the girls' soccer and the 05 age group in Louisiana. Well, they won first in their group, and uh, they went to the quarterfinal round, and they had to play uh, Florida, okay? Uh, and uh, ironically, they're called the Texans, but anyway, Florida, and they wound up losing to Florida 2 to nothing. And then in another group, our O'Fire Red Girls team that we've been talking about forever, okay, that has won so many things. Well, they wound up going second place in their group. Um, they kind of got their act together in the quarterfinals and beat a North Texas team, okay, FC Dallas, which is not just any team, uh, three to two. And then in the semifinals, they wound up uh, um, falling short to a, another North Texas team called Solar Soccer Club. Two to one, okay. And uh, I have to double check on this, y'all, but I'm pretty sure they still, along with the Shreveport 05 team, um, from their other activities, still get a chance to go play for nationals. So um, um, we'll keep you posted on that. At the U17 level, uh, our Louisiana Far 04 team wound up winning second place in their group, and uh, but then they got blanked by an Arkansas team three to nothing in the first round. Now, in the U19 girls, uh, we wound up having two Louisiana teams go one-two in their group. Why would they put two Louisiana teams in the same group? Uh, maybe they couldn't avoid it. But anyway, the Tammany Tigers we've talked about, the 0-2 Tammany Tigers, uh, went undefeated in their group, and Cajun Rush wound up uh, going two and one. And uh, the Tammany Tigers in the quarterfinals wound up beating uh, uh, that North Texas team from Solar, all right, two to one. And then they got a chance to go to the semifinals. In the semifinals, they ran into a Tennessee team from Collarville and lost six to nothing. Now, in the other quarterfinals, okay, the um, the Cajun Rush wound up falling short seven to nothing to a Florida team. Uh, Boca Raton. Uh, so that's how it all washed out. So we have we have no team that went to the region tournament and and won it. Okay. Um, so for the U13 age group, uh, Florida won the boys and the girls. For the U14, Florida won the boys, but South Carolina won the girls. For U15, Florida won the boys, and North Texas won the girls. Um, for U16, South Texas won the boys. Well, Tennessee won the girls. For U17, Tennessee won for the boys, and the girls won Georgia, uh, or from Georgia. Uh, U18 boys were from Florida, and the girls were from North Carolina. And U19 and 20, um, uh, the boys, it was Florida. And for the girls, it was North Carolina for the 18s and Tennessee for the 19s. Okay? Now, for the second division of President's Cup, uh, for U13, South Texas took the boys and South Carolina took the girls. U14, Mississippi, all right, took the boys and Florida took the girls. And U15, Tennessee took the boys and Mississippi took the girls. So two Mississippi teams. Uh, U16, North Texas took the boys. Tennessee took the girls. U17, North Texas and Tennessee again. Uh, U18, the boys won North Carolina. There was no U18 girls. And uh, U19 girls, it was Tennessee. 
So the whole breakdown is goes as follows. North Florida and Tennessee, if you count the President's Cup along with the Premier Cup, okay, Florida and Tennessee are tied with seven champions, region champions. Okay, um, South Carolina had two. North Texas had three, and South Texas had two, which is now probably uh, – I find that kind of interesting because the reason why we split Texas in half was that had so many high-quality teams, and now they're probably wondering, okay, why are we split at all now? Because if you put both of them together, it's five, and um, I, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, I remember when that split happened. So – Anyhow, Texas has lost ground. Uh, Georgia won one, North Carolina won three, and um, and then Mississippi won two. So uh, Louisiana, zero. Arkansas, zero. Alabama, zero. Kentucky, zero. Okay, so um, there's a big void in there in Region 3. It's, it's not balanced. It looks like this year Florida and Tennessee ran the table. And of course, Texas took the crowns that they they uh, they could get. You know, um, most of that though from Texas was from the President's Cup. So uh, Louisiana zero. So going back to our last episode, are our players being justified with forty eight clubs? Okay. Well, the results don't lie. This is not. It's not like judgmental uh, evaluation. This is. Uh, Data driven, and uh, like we like like we hear all the time, and and just like we hear all the time with with politicians, the um, whenever I hear a politician say the American people, that's when my radar antenna go up, you know, um, because really it's hard to unite us politically at this stage of our history. And uh, and for one person to assume that all of the American people agree with X, Y, or Z is is kind of an outlandish statement. And and uh, we do agree on many things, though. All Americans, you know, it's nice to see when we do come together, uh, like with our grief of over nine eleven, um, the country's uh, overwhelming response for us during Katrina, and things of that nature. But um, uh, you know, when it comes to building a wall, for example. Or um, thing, issues like that, uh, and we're split almost 50-50 in this country. Well, come, why am I bringing that up? Well, in soccer, you'll hear everybody say, well, what's best for the kids in Louisiana? Well, I think it's this. And so we kind of have, I'm not going to say 48 answers, um, but we have a lot of answers that contradict each other. Okay, uh, um, it's kind of impressive to see the, the Lafayette Dynamo, uh, Baton Rouge, and uh, and um, the Louisiana Fire in New Orleans working together to try to make a some type of a team. Uh, I've kept up with the MLS Next Cup, and it was very competitive. Okay, now you didn't see a lot of these uh, blowouts, uh, although I haven't looked at every game. Um, scientifically, but it does look like it's a fully loaded tournament uh, to win the national championship at that level. And uh, to develop our players, they need to play at the highest level. Um, um, one thing I hate about high school is now we have power rankings. And so it really discourages coaches from playing the hardest talent uh, to develop them. I'm kind of a stubborn stalwart and uh, I believe you get better by playing better people. And uh, But 
the power rankings don't support that. And uh, I've had to have a serious learning curve. But the thing is, when you don't play the best people, you're not going to get better. Okay. You just can't. Um, and and uh, so there is an argument that, you know, somewhere something's wrong in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to point the finger where uh, at all. We have a lot of, I think we have more than one answer. It's not a simple problem. Um, uh, some of these small clubs are necessary because sometimes these kids can't go to Shreveport, can't go to Lafayette, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. It's just too much of a hassle. Like a lot of all the MLS positive people out here, I got I know a lot of kids who can't afford their time to go to Baton Rouge four times um uh, a week so they can play part-time but they can't play full-time but maybe they're good enough to play full-time so uh, there's an investment one way or the other however you want to dice it up uh, as to whether or not uh, the what's happening for our players is is the best thing um that's going on and we're offering them the best opportunities i i, I don't know the, um again when if it's a small club like in welsh louisiana uh I, I get that and I understand it, uh, but uh, I'm sitting here in the New Orleans region where really one club could probably surface service, excuse me, uh, at least the South Shore, uh, and we could probably get along with the North Shore. But uh, uh, I couldn't tell you how many clubs we have in this in this um, metropolitan area. Okay, I can't keep up with them, and um, and so what happens to the talent? It gets split up. Uh, I do say this, that when it comes to high school soccer, our high school teams compete with everybody in the country, okay? Uh, you could just look at St. Paul's results in the last 10 years and, and the way it used to be with uh, with uh, Jesuit and and uh, when I had my stint at Brother Martin, we were ranked fourth in the country. So Louisiana teams, um, high school teams do a great job. I brought my team to the number one team in the country at that time, Florida, uh, Tampa Jesuit, Florida, and beat them in a shootout um, on their field. And and so Louisiana teams, high school teams are very, very, very competitive. We do have talent here. We do have good soccer here. And uh, um, But we're not getting the amount of, of recruiting that we need to be getting. We're not getting a lot of the things right just because when we go to Region 3, we get our clocks clean, okay? And and this year uh, uh, was not a good year for Louisiana soccer um, um, when it comes to the results of Region 3. But was it a good year? I, I don't know. You look at the kind of talent, look at the kids we put on the all-state teams on all divisions. There's some seriously talented kids there, the kids we put on the field for the all-star games. So... Um, we have a lot of work to do, and I think we have a lot of growing and changing to do. Um, and I'm glad that we're kind of like in the forefront of it uh, with this show. And uh, and it's a conversation, okay? To me, it's a conversation. I don't have a specific answer. I do know this, that uh, everybody says they want what's best for our kids. Okay, good. But uh, are we willing to sacrifice a little bit of our ego and a little bit of our, I hate to say this, the profit margin in order to, to get to that level? Okay. Um, I don't like soccer being a business at the youth level. I understand it's a business at the professional level, but at the youth level, you know, uh, 
we we see it. The professional stuff is starting to leak in. Look at the NCAA ruling this last week of kids being able to make money off of their likenesses and video games and stuff like that. So we're becoming more professionalized constantly in this country. And uh, and I think one of the downsides to that is kids will be used as you know, monetary objects uh, or objects to, in order to make a profit. And, and it's kind of hard for me to look at a 12 year old with that kind of glance, you know, I want to look at the development of that child and to make that child a productive member to society, not the best soccer player he can be. Maybe he's a great hockey player or she's a great gymnast. Well, okay. Well, she might be better than any soccer player in your town, but maybe she needs to be representing the United States on the U S gymnast team. You know, what's got to be done for the person is, is more important. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Uh, I haven't gotten on one in a while, so please forgive me out there. But let's hear what you have to say. Get in touch with me. Um, get in touch with uh, um, uh, on, on LA Prep Soccer. Let's continue that blog going, and uh, and we'll see where all this goes. All I know is this, is that um, is that soccer is in a better place than it was when I first started out in 1986. Okay, so I can put bring that perspective into play. Anyhow, everybody examine what you're doing with your high school teams and with your club teams, with your children, okay? You kids out here are playing. Examine what you're being offered and what you're doing and really evaluate. And I would argue, since this America, I got freedom of religion, I would say pray about whether or not it's the best thing for not just you, but for but for your family and for the development of of. of, of Everything that's involved, okay? Uh, don't wear tunnel vision glasses uh, when it comes to, to soccer. If you're going to decide to play soccer and you think it's your best opportunity, then give it your best, all right? But uh, adults in here, uh, uh, don't push a kid to play soccer if they might be called to play baseball or softball, okay? Uh, just so you can get your W's and L's uh, in a better place, Okay. Reflect on that, and we might talk about that on our next show. We'll take a look at the national championships next show. We do, like we said, uh, we do know that Shreveport is going, and I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, we have – I have to double-check and see if we have any other teams like the 05 girls out of uh, Louisiana Fire to see if they get to go straight to nationals. And I'm going to take a peek, too, at U.S. Club Soccer Championships, too, like we did last year. So we still got a lot of soccer. It's always soccer season, and that's one thing that's fun about our sport. This is Coach Alan DeRitter wishing you and your family the best. Carpe diem in Christ, and, and hopefully we'll see you on another episode of Monday Night Football.